All right, man. Huge news coming out of Chicago. Arturis finally putting his uh, stamp on this roster. What's your initial reaction to this huge acquisition? Oh, man. I am pumped. I'm, I'm really excited. I think if you listened to the end of our last episode, it was kind of talking about the potential outcomes, what could happen for this deadline. I, I am pumped. I think, like I said, I, I really just wanted a shakeup. I wanted a move to happen. And AK and Mark Eversley just kind of looked at this roster that Garpax had like been building for the last four years. And there's like, there's the door, right? These guys need to go. We need, uh, you know, a culture change, personality change. And also we just need an upgrade in talent. And they were able to pull that off. I mean, Wendell at Otto Porter Jr. and two first rounds for uh, Vucevic is, is huge. And they also got, I mean, uh, Al Farouk Aminu in the deal. And Al so, Farouk Aminu, who's been solid. I know he was in Portland. Uh, and he was in Orlando. He's like a 6'9 wing. Uh, he could play. He could play. Yeah, he's been around the league a little bit. Um, definitely somebody that I don't know that they're going to start him. I think he's going to come off the bench, but he's a solid role player for sure. Yeah. Uh, you shed Otto Porter's horrendous salary. And just and, like the the kind of whatever he was on the team, is he playing? Is he not? He's always a question. He's kind of a distraction. He's making them like almost the most money on the team as well. So yeah, glad that he's not in the, mo- in the, yeah, I think that kind of thing too, maybe there's a little bit of resentment and I'm not going to speak for anybody by any means, but I think when you're like, okay, this guy who's barely playing, you know, compared to me is somebody like say Levine or something sees that guy making that kind of money. Um, I think it's just good to get that off the team and uh, kind of, I agree. I think, I think the trades they made and then the other one, right. And we can go in depth uh, and recap these trades, but then the other one was uh, Gafford and Hutchinson and Luke Cornette. It was like a three team trade, but uh, really, those are the three bulls that are shipped out, and the two new guys are Troy Brown Jr. and Daniel Thies. Daniel coming from the uh, Celtics. That was kind of more, more Wagner. They kind of flipped them around, so one German for another. And then Troy Brown Jr., who's uh, very intriguing for me, somebody who I will keep an eye out for as kind of a bench wing uh, for us. He's a young guy. I think he's around 21 as well. Uh, former All-American, McDonald's All-American out of high school. Uh, a guard can handle it. I know his coach was on the radio today talking about how at a high school practice, high school coach was at a high school practice. Coach K said that he reminded him of magic Johnson when he was watching the practice, which is a little ridiculous, but I'm intrigued by that as well. Yeah. See, he's like, you said, he's only 21 got to start in 22 games last year. It looks like with uh, Washington average you know, 10 and 10 and six, basically. I, I think, think that's a uh, decent you know, I mean, for somebody getting, that was 20 years old of, at the time. Right. You're getting rid of Hutchison who has been playing since the first week of February Gafford, who kind of is who he is. I don't think there's much more that he can develop there. Like we talked last uh, week or on Wednesday, he d- doesn't have much of an offensive game, but he's just at really athletic. Um, and then Cornette who really wasn't playing as well. So to get someone with that upside uh, who has like a good pedigree who, um, you know, was highly regarded as a prospect to get out of the DC like dumpster fire, which it usually is and in, in, into Chicago with this whole new kind of vibe roster culture being built. Those guys that are coming in are, are older, right? Vucevic, Al Farouk, Daniel Thies, they're a little older, but they're also kind of, you know, no bullshit kind of players to where we're going to come out. We're going to p- compete every day. Daniel Thies is a house down low. Uh, he's a real good rim rim protector. He's kind of nasty, doesn't really back down. So 
I think it's it's a, a total 180 from where we were just a couple hours ago as a rock. Yeah, and we can we can get to Vukovic uh, next, but I think these I want to talk about him a little bit too because I like his game too, and I like the fact that he can shoot the three as well. And you know he's kind of like the poor man's version of Vukovic, maybe <laughs> that they're hoping he could come in off the bench to to relieve Vuk and and not lose you know too much. Um, but he plays well. I like he plays hard. I like him. Um, 28 years old, so he's a little bit older than Troy Brown for sure. But yeah, he's definitely your kind of player. You know, he's like grit. Uh, he'll scrap, he'll rebound, he'll do all the dirty work, and he'll definitely make up for, you know, because Markin and Stone on the team, they didn't move him. And if they're playing next to each other, uh, he'll make up for Lowry's uh, deficits on defense uh, and be able to be that rim protector when Lowry cannot be. Yeah, so I like I liked that pickup a lot. Um, I didn't really see Mo, Mo Wagner. I didn't really see the need for him. So that was cool that they were able to, able to turn that around and, and right. get a piece yeah. like uh, these. Um, but that, so Vukovic obviously is the biggest piece. He has Vuc- been an absolute Vucevic. stud. Vucevic. <laughs> yeah, Vuc- he's a stud. Um, having the all best star. year of his career. All-star, he's 30. So he's a little bit older. But the way that he plays, I think, you know, he could stick for – Another five, six years. Easy. He's averaging what, like 24 and 12 this year, something like that. And yep. um, uh, the one thing you wanted going into the trade deadline was somebody who could rebound, somebody who is just a force down low. Um, he's also, I think, leads the league in three-part percentage from straight away as well. So he's definitely someone who can come out and shoot the ball. I think I saw a stat as well that he's got more double-doubles this year than the Bulls roster combined. So we're getting a stud. And um, – I think it's the best player Zach Levine has ever played with. I also think this might be the best player Vucevic has ever played with, being stuck down in Orlando. Uh, so it's really going to be interesting to see how these, how the whole roster in general kind of fits here. Uh, I know they got a day off. I think their first game back is Saturday, and I wonder if everybody's going to be suiting up and what that starting rotation will be. Um, probably Sato at the one, Zach at the two, keep Pat Williams in the starting lineup at the three. And then a lot of people are thinking you put Thaddeus at the four and you start Vuk. And then your your bench is super strong if you do that. Yeah, definitely. And Aminu, too, is somebody that I think uh, people can learn from, definitely. He's been yep. around the league. Yep. He played the same position. I think uh, Aminu is pretty good defensively. So I think that's awesome that you know, I could not be happier, man. Play. Yeah. I could not be happier. We've gone through so many years of just the trade deadline comes and goes, and the Bulls typically would do like a second round pick for an expiring contract of some dog shit player that's not going to be on the team next year to just make like more cap room, right? We did not mm-hmm. do cash consideration moves or future cap space moves. I mean, we we made moves to be, become better, right? Yeah, aggressive. We made moves to become a better team right now and for the future. Um, and just to add on top of it too, I mean, yeah, they gave up two first rounders, one of them uh, being the draft of this year. And then the other one is in 2023 for, for Vooch, but they're also they're top both, four protected. Yeah. They're one through four protected. So right. you're not giving up an absolute stud. If there is a, you know, next LeBron James type of player, next sign Williamson type of player in there, you're not giving that up uh, if you get the opportunity to do that. So that's awesome too. And yeah, I mean, I mean, after, argue, after the top argue, four or right. five of a draft, anyways, it's a crapshoot. So you're not really giving up much and you're getting an all-star. Exactly. And somebody who's locked up proven um, $25 million a year through – he's not a free agent until 2023. So we got him for the next 
you know, this year and the next two years after that. Yep. So that's awesome. I think it's great that you can get somebody that's contract controlled too. Yeah. I, th- I think I saw somewhere with expiring contracts after this year, if that, if it goes as expected, the bulls will have somewhere around like 23 million in cap to go after some free agents. And now you got the opportunity to get a free agent in my opinion, because you had total culture you, shift, you, right? You just had just Levine. And it was like, can you pull a star with just Levine? No, now you have Levine and you have Booch. So you have two stars. I still think they're, they're one player away in right. my opinion from being a, a top contending team. But those two guys, I mean, you I know, mean, and then you got I wonder Billy. what it does for development for Pat Williams too, to be put around two all-stars. Definitely. Right? How easy or is it going to be for him to look for open jumpers or get in transition and maybe not have to guard the best guy. Cause now you got someone like Al Farouk who can come in and do that as well. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's just a, a home run at the deadline. It was wild just to like, that feeling when you saw it go across the Woj bomb on the timeline, like you had to almost double take, you had to check to make sure it was actually his account, had the blue check mark, not some other guy like posing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. Holy, holy shit, we did it. We we made the biggest, I would say the biggest trade of the day. Oh, it was absolutely. There's a blockbuster trade, I think, uh, at the deadline here for sure. It was definitely this one. Um, yeah, it was like I saw it this morning that the Magic were listening to offers and then boom, five minutes later the Woj bomb dropped and the Bulls right. got him. I was like, wow, this is perfect. It's, you know, what you were talking about, a big man that can pass it a little bit, who can shoot it, who can rebound somebody, something that, you know, I was talking about before that we need. Um, he's definitely a better defensive rebounder than offensive rebounder. Doesn't get a lot of offensive boards, but, you know, anything, you know, the Bulls take anything. They're so, so far down in the rebounding stat that I think somebody that's averaging 12 and a half a game, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um couldn't be happier with how this trade deadline turned out for the bulls. Yeah. Uh, Do you think, I I think they're going to make the playoffs now, in my opinion, honestly, I know they're a few games back from 500, but I think this is going to propel them into the eight seed at least. At least. Uh, Yeah. I I think this is, yeah, I think they're going to make those magic teams with nobody. He's taken them to the playoffs before. So, you know, he's got some playoff experience too, which is great. And I think, I think it's going to propel them a little bit here. Yeah, I, I do think they're a playoff team now, definitely. Um, I just think they're going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, I think the whole the whole mindset of the team is is just to win, to be tough, uh, to not like really give in. You saw the Bulls, a couple of their really bad losses were, you know, we were up pretty much the whole game and fourth quarter comes around and they were crumbling. They just like didn't know how to win. They didn't have the fight. Uh, they weren't able to push back. And now like these, this new roster turnover is hopefully right. Like I can't wait for Saturday. If they're all yeah. on, they're ready to play. I can't wait to see how this team is going to play. Uh, the difference to have somebody like you just were saying, Vucevic, who can do it all to have that person. And also Zach Levine, uh, who are you going to guard? One guy gets a go and you can't double both of them. Right. It's just going to open things up for it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Billy's going to do great stuff with them. I'm super pumped. What a day to be a Bulls fan. What yeah. a day. Chicago needed some of this kind of news. Eloy Jimenez, you know, tearing his, uh, I think it was his labrum. Yeah. We got five to six months. Yeah. Uh, not that we're big White Sox guys on this podcast, <laughs> but that is uh, not fun to see that. He's a great player. Uh, and, you know, the Bears are just in shambles, in my opinion, still. So, right. you know, with, Incompetent uh, GM over there, but you Bulls look at the Bulls Nation, now. Yeah. Red. Chicago's back to being a Bulls. Seeing red. Bulls city. 
Get so back on it. board, Chicago. All right, so this was the emergency pod. You heard from both of us our opinions on this. If you have uh, differing opinions or you have, you want to comment on this, you know, hit us up on Twitter um, or on Instagram at domestic underscore draft on Instagram, and we're at domestic draft on Twitter. Uh, peace out. Drive home safely. One more time.